Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondreo, co-founders of the branding studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite-sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand-led business. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brand Led. And today, we'll be talking about an Australian brand that we think is doing a great job at standing out in their space and what we can all learn from them. And joining me today is brand strategist and my better half, Lisa. How are you doing? Hi, hi, everyone. I'm doing well. <laughs> are you excited for today's episode? Yeah, I am. I actually really enjoy um, looking at brands we love. It's the best way to learn about branding is to just dissect a brand that you think is doing a good job. Yeah, for sure. So today's brand we're going to talk about is they're called Heaps Normal, which is a al- non-alcoholic beer. And um, yeah, we just kind of stumbled across this uh, beverage a few weeks ago, just a friend of mine. Um, was was drinking one at a at a, a band practice that we were having, and um, yeah, I just made a mental note and flagged it with Lisa, and uh, here we are. So exactly. So I want to kick off the discussion today by talking about their brand strategy because that's how we always begin with branding. And if you look at the market, there are some really heavy hitting brands who also have non alcoholic beers. Yeah, it's not like a new kind of thing that's happening. You know, it's been around for a little while. Yeah, exactly. There's, um, I think Heineken and Carlton and James Squire all have their own version of a non-alcoholic beer. And did you know that the non-alcoholic beverage industry is predicted to be worth $1.7 trillion by 2028? Someone's been doing a bit of homework. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. It's like a, uh, I suppose it's, a, it's an industry that's growing. People's attitudes towards alcohol are shifting. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, alcohol's non-alcoholic beverage searches went up by 47% in 2021. In the peak of the lockdown, everyone was yeah, like, well, maybe I'm drinking that's too much. compared <laughs> to the year before in 2020, right? Yeah, okay. So um, it's an interesting trend because I feel like, especially in Australia, there's always been this big drinking culture. Mm. Uh, and for many people, it's not just, oh, let's have a nice glass of red wine with dinner, but, you know, let's get completely black Or let's have drunk. a whole bottle of red wine instead of a glass, right? Yeah. And it is different around the world because I remember when we went to Italy and we just saw people, you know, drinking outside their house or with their family. It just felt way more Yeah, definitely moderated. a different culture. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. So it depends on your circles, but I know for many people, it's almost an expectation that, you know, if you're going out drinking or if it's the weekend, you know, you're drinking. Yeah. And if you're not drinking, well, you know, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't be boring or, yeah, there's definitely something going on. Are you pregnant? That kind of thing. Yeah. And that's always what I care. Be pregnant. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people drink without thinking about it a lot of the time as well. You know, it's be, kind of become a habit yeah. um, that kind of fits into certain times of your life or days of the week. Um, so I suppose it's definitely ingrained in our culture. And a lot of uh, the non-alcoholic beer brands at the moment are really selling their products by talking about features and benefits. You know, they're like, hey, now you can drink and drive. <laughs> or, hey, now, you know, it tastes like normal beer. So, mm. or, hey, you can operate heavy machinery, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it could still be dangerous maybe, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know who's operating heavy machinery anyway, but, I mean, at night. Yeah. Um, but I suppose all of those things are fine, but they're such surface level messages. And 
like I said, they're kind of like features and benefits, which is generally what everyone else ends up saying. So if you're like, we've got the best taste, and then the next person's like, we've got the best taste, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's only so much you can really Number say. Number one cafe in Australia. Yeah, it's kind of hard to compete on those things at a certain point because everyone uh, can kind of try and outcompete each other. So what I like about what Heaps Normal have done is they've taken a bolder stance and they have a bigger message. Their mission is to create a more mindful drinking culture in Australia. Mm, such a cool narrative. Yeah, and to me, I think that's just a lot more interesting and a, and a powerful big idea to share um, because it's aiming to shift people's worldview and it's also something that not everyone's going to agree with and mm, that makes it's it controversial even, a little bit. Yeah, well, I suppose, it, you know, some people will be like, no, I don't want to be more mindful or drinking is part of my life or whatever it is. It's going to turn off some people, but um, I love that it's a it, they're inviting people into a bigger conversation. And the big beer brands, obviously, they can't really do that as much because they also sell alcoholic beers. They're big hypocrites, yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit more of a defensible strategy if it's normal yeah. to kind of be um, sharing that uh, mission. Hmm. And I think they've also been really careful to like not come across as preachy or bang on about sobriety too yeah. much because they could easily kind of be, you know, you don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, right? they're just asking people to kind of just think about why they're drinking in the first place and whether that fits in to your values and, and goals in life and what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I think the last thing they would want to do is become like a drug-aware commercial kind of thing <laughs> yeah. or like, you know, those like ads that they put out and they're trying to, you know, convince young people not to drink so much or take drugs or whatever. So they don't, they're not demonizing alcohol in any way because I think that would be a bad move, but they're just saying, hey, instead of trying to give up on alcohol altogether because it's become a habit and, you know, it's something that you enjoy in your life, you like the taste of beer, mm. why not swap your regular beer for this other version, um, which is non-alcoholic and it's a much easier shift to make um, rather than going cold turkey with it. Yeah, you, you don't have to give up your social life. You can still go out, go out with your friends and have something in your hand at a barbecue, right? Exactly. That's not a juice. You know, you're having, you're still having a beer, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention that I really loved was their tagline, mm. um, which is too good to be wasted. Um, I just think it's so Makes clever. Laugh every time. <laughs> it's, you know, a hint at taste, uh, but it definitely taps into that bigger idea that you deserve more from your life. You're too good to be wasted, right? And I suppose that kind of sentiment of being your best self really kind of echoes that health and well-being trend that we chatted about. Uh, I don't know what episode it was, but it was Richard, an earlier yeah. episode. Um, no, we talked about, we had one uh, trending on on wellness. I'm sure the listeners can tell us. They can go back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that many episodes yet. So, um, yeah, it was one of the earlier ones. And, you know, we talked about how people, you know, are kind of obsessing over, you know, is there gluten in this meal or they're buying all these supplements mm. or, you know, spending hours working out and cutting out sugar. And then they go out at night and like just knock back a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems co- contradictory like to the overall health living goal. Yeah, And exactly. the desire to have, you know, this bigger impact in the world. Yeah. So, As yeah. We- Sorry, go. No, go no, no. I was just going to say that, you know, when you think about heaps normal compared to other non-alcoholic beer um, and you kind of, now you have this idea of, you know, hips normal is about being my best self. And if you align with those ideas and you believe that you're making a good decision for your your health um, and for your well-being and to, and to align with your goals, then you want to drink that beer over other ones, which are just talking about drinking, not, but sorry, being able to drink and drive or, you know, we've got yeah. a great taste and stuff, right? Yeah. So... I suppose Heaps Normal is really tapping to this idea about what you can achieve with a clear mind. And I think 
I don't know, can you identify with that? I feel like I can, you know. Yeah, I think so. As 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 I'm getting older and older, you know, obviously hangovers are getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I mean, there's also this a bit of anxiety or, or that sort of thing. If you just want to go to a, a friend's house and you don't want to have a rager and you just want to, you know, be responsible if you've got something on later in the day or, you know, whatever you're doing later in the day and you don't want any alcohol in your system, mm, you can yeah. still take these and say, hey, look, I'm still being social, you know, um, or your friend's asking what you're drinking. It's more accepted, right? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So what's the takeaway here then? Well, I think it's to look for a bigger narrative that you can tell. Hmm. So I think, you you know, you have to ask yourself, what does your customer deserve to be, to do, to have? And, you know, how can you shift your audience's worldview in a way that benefits them? Um, you know, what's everyone else saying in your space and, and what's your unique take on things? Yeah. And it's it's the right timing for Heaps Normal. I think there's already kind of this small trickling of like the trend of like well-being and health is already there and they can kind of just take it that next step further with the with alcohol. Um, so, you, I think if they had introduced this brand 10 years ago, I don't know if it would be as successful as it is Yeah, now. timing's everything for this. For sure. Yeah. So I suppose, yeah, that would be my the big takeaway that I would take away from this brand is, you know, look for the bigger narrative that you can tell and that features and benefits, you know, absolutely have their place in your messaging. You need, They needed that, um, the message about it still tastes like normal beer. Mm. Um, but if you can invite people into a new way of thinking about the world, that's really when you start to stand out and that's really where the magic is. Mm. Cool. So I think I've rambled on enough. So let's shift gears <laughs> a little because I think strategy isn't really a strategy without action. So let's talk about how um, Heaps Normal have applied these ideas that I've just kind of mentioned and we've chatted through throughout their visuals. Yeah, cool. I thought you never asked. So um, <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into it. So yeah, the visual identity um, really gives off this friendly, fun, and retro kind of feeling. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, Australia in the 70s or it's got this nostalgia, uh, nostalgic kind of feeling. Yeah, it's kind of that summery beach side, you know, it was surf life-saving, a little bit of that yeah, the, kind the, the of kind of the colour choice and that sort of thing, kind of like you watch an episode of Baywatch or you're sitting down <laughs> Except on Except in Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you think they uh, achieved that mood with their visuals? Yeah. So they've, I think they've been very, um, uh, can, they've, they've been very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Very intentional with, you know, how they've, they've used their uh, typography, colour and photography and among other assets that they've kind of used in their visual identity. But, mm. um, yeah, I'll talk about some of the main ones. So um, their colour palette is the first one I want to just quickly touch upon. Um, it's it's not very complicated, which is fantastic. And they, they're using, you know, two primary colours, the first being this sunset kind of orange or this red orange, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, and the second being white. And the secondary palette consists of a, this kind of midnight blue and lighter peach hue. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you, like, name the colours. <laughs> like, it's not navy blue, it's hey, midnight. I, I did cheat. I did cheat a little bit. There is actually a colour naming tool that you put mm, the hex codes in. So the secrets. Come so out. look, the secrets out, cats out of the bag. <laughs> um, so that's one way they've they've kind of introduced this mood. But yep. I think another element that helps reinforce this, um, you know, this retro feeling is the typefaces they've selected. Yeah, cool. So what specifically about them? Yeah, so 
Well, I mean, they've, they've chosen these two typefaces in total. Mm. And the first they've used for headings is this friendly kind of hand-drawn typeface. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me, if you think of those old hand-painted signs you might see on the up you know, on the signage of bakeries or barbershops. Mm, yeah, like that corner store kind of feeling. Yeah. It's like hand-painted, um, hand right? It's kind of like that one, where is that, um, North Street in um Yeah, Cosler. North Street store. That kind of feeling, yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, I think this is a great choice because if the typeface was kind of too perfect or too smooth, their packaging and brand wouldn't come across as retro and nostalgic as it does. Yeah, it'd be if, kind of that too too polished or too modern. Yeah, too too much of a modern feeling, I think. Mm. And so, yeah, so this element really works in tandem nicely with the colour palette um, they've gone with. So that that's two ways they've kind of, you know, worked towards this mood that they've created. I kind of like, um, sorry, just popping in, in here. Yeah, sure. Um, Chiming in. I really like, I suppose it's, it's definitely imperfect and I think that's mm. important because, like we said before, they don't want to be seen as this clean cut alcohol is bad kind of brand Mm. and even like Australian culture in general it's always this like larrikin imperfect like it's never it's not polished you know Mm. we've got bogans everywhere (laughs) it's definitely got a bit of edge to it and and I suppose clean cut just maybe isn't the right vibe but it's definitely feels Australian because it's got those little imperfect imperfections I suppose yeah it kind of gives this kind of raw feeling um, about it as well I mean, I think we talked, again, we talked this in an early episode, but that, that feeling in advertising like or posting on, you know, social content and that sort of thing, raw is is more accepted. Now, yeah, it makes you relatable. Yeah. yeah, and people don't feel as alienated from your brand when you have things a little bit um, more undone or a bit more real. Yeah. Um, and I guess the final thing I wanted to chat about is the f- photography that they've got there. So mm. um, if you have you got the Instagram up in front of you? Yeah, I do. So, what what would you say that the like? What would you say um, the main? What's your main takeaways from the photography there? Well, again, I think it's got that imperfect vibe to it. It doesn't feel really brightly lit or like overly photoshopped. It's got real people um, in real scenarios. Mm. But I also really love the props that they've used. Um, they've got really interesting kind of. It just looks like a typical Australian settings. There's like cheese and dip and and crackers, and then and there's the cans like floating in, in a pool. Like it just feels like a barbecue that you're at, and someone's dropped their beer in the pool. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, um, resting on surfboards, all those sorts of things. There's a picture of like cheese and cabanossi or something. <laughs> like I don't know. It just feels twiggy sticks. It feels yeah. Australian to me. There's definitely that vibe of like you know, it feels relatable and it feels like it fits into your life. Where you got, are. They've got their ideal, you know, demo and customer kind of hanging out with their friends, having fun in the sun or at the beach or yeah. in different settings, which, you know, is a little bit reminiscent of Coca-Cola and their advertising. Yeah, but it's got a bit more edge to it, doesn't it? It's, it's not as perfect. As mm. Coke feels a bit more polished yeah. and a bit less real, whereas this feels more relatable. Yeah, and I think what helps to do that is they, they're applying this really subtle grainy texture or filter kind of on some of their photography and it helps add that kind of older, you know, you're you're photographing or you've got an old Polaroid or, you know, it's been printed or, you know, Mm. it's got tooth to it, the texture. And, yeah, I guess that just makes the whole visual identity feel cohesive and lean towards this retro feeling. Mm. Cool. So what are our takeaways from today? 
Yeah. So I guess I'll I'll jump in first because we just talked about the design component. So mm. um, I would say the takeaway number one would be all of your brand visual elements, they should somehow work in cohesion with your overall message. So mm-hmm. in Heaps Normal's case, the grainy photography, the hand-painted headlines and uh, colour palette all create this Aussie nostalgic mood, which, you know, ties in nicely with that the mission we talked about and the desire to shift to a more mindful um, culture, mindful drinking, mm-hmm. um, without appearing too preachy or perfect. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose, yeah, what I said before with the the takeaway from the strategy piece is just to look for that bigger narrative in the first place and, and then yeah. you can tie back your visuals to that bigger story that you want to tell, that bigger worldview that you're trying to shift people towards. Love it. Awesome. So there's so much more we can learn about branding just by looking at the brands that we like and we appreciate and just and kind of deconstructing and considering why we like it. And, of course, this is just our perspective on things. You know, you might look at this brand and see different things and that, that's awesome as well. Yeah, let us know if you're enjoying this segment because um, Lisa loves to write the theory ones and I, I like the deconstruction <laughs> ones. So, Do you want more visuals? Do you want more yeah, strategy? Let, so us let, let us know if you're enjoying the brands we love um, and we'll continue to create them for you. Awesome. And yeah, if you liked this episode and you enjoy our podcast, we would absolutely love it if you could give us five-star rating to show your support and help other people find us. Absolutely. So thanks, thanks so much for spending time with us today and we will see you next week.